should I give them those secrets though? See, and that's the thing that I was thinking about because we use a lot of these and that that's what makes Haywood Digital Marketing so special. We know all the tools. So are we really giving away these golden nuggets for free? Yes, because we might that's as what well. we do. Yeah, yeah, we might <laughs> yeah, as well. We might as well. <laughs> The We Pivot Podcast is for you if you're a woman who has recently pivoted into entrepreneurship. You'll find digital marketing tips, trends, and strategies to help grow your business in today's digital world. Join Tona and Al Haywood as we have fun breaking down all things digital marketing. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hello and welcome back to episode five of the We Pivot podcast, part two. Uh, if you listen to part one, Tona and I talked about the five SEO on page factors that can affect your blog search result rankings. Here in part two, we're going to talk about six proven ways on how to optimize blog content for search engines. So we're going to get right into it and finish this on out, Tona. All right. This one is going to be a good one because you always want to make sure that you optimize your blog content for success. And one specific way that you can do this is by making sure that you know firsthand your target audience. If you know more about your target audience and what they're specifically looking for and where you would particularly or where you would find them, your blog should speak that specific audience because that means they're going to be looking for things that you are writing when you don't know your audience a lot of times you might be putting out blogs that aren't quite hitting the people that you're looking to actually speak to Mm. you want to know oh oh, go go ahead ahead. well i was going to say isn't this similar to what they call buyer personas yes tell me more about that well Pretty much buyer personas. I would say it's an effective way to target readers using their buying behaviors, demographics, and psychographics, pretty much. So you need insight when doing that. So without this insight, you pretty much could be producing uh, grammatically correct and accurate content that few people will click on because it doesn't speak to them on a personal level. That's true. You want to make sure whatever it is that you're trying to talk to people about that it's actually speaking to them. If I'm writing a blog, let's say for my Christian apparel company, and I'm writing to people who do not wear Christian apparel, that isn't going to fit because I'm not reaching the right audience. I have to make sure that I speak to those particular people who buy that particular, those particular types of t-shirts, mugs, sweatshirts, and things like that. And so my, yeah, so my blog will reflect that. Okay. Uh, The next one is conduct a keyword research. That's always a good one. Yes. This is one that I don't know. I didn't really understand a lot about keyword research, especially when I first started which was a while ago, but now I understand that you really need to know what are some of the keywords that your specific target is looking for. And when you know 
the keywords that your specific target is looking for, you can tailor your blogs around those specific keywords. And you don't want to make it just like a small word like faith or or SEO, but you want to make sure that there are longer tail keywords of things that your specific audience would be searching for. A lot of times with blogs, at least I think I said this in part one, we tend to write on whatever it is that we feel at the time. And that's great, but a lot of times people aren't looking for those particular things that we may be feeling, but you can interdisperse those feelings within blogs that basically center around those particular keywords that your audience may be typing in. And there are particular places that you can do keyword research. There's places like Google Planner, Google Keyword Planner, Uber Suggest. Um, there's keywords everywhere. So these are some just a few that you can use to find out those keywords that your particular audience is looking for. Right. I know that when we started to get more into SEO and providing that for our customers' website, it can be like keyword research can be a heavy, heavy task if you don't have a strategy. And we had to learn that, you know, I don't want to say we learned it the hard way, but as you're um, getting involved in something like SEO and keyword research, you, you really have to know, especially with blogs, you have to know what topics you're going to cover and you pretty much expand the scope from there. You know, but it, it can be a heavy task to take on keyword researching if you really don't have a strategy. That's true, and especially if you don't have a strategy. But once you have a strategy, I think that definitely helps when you know what your audience is looking for. Like, for example, if I have in my shop a, a T-shirt on faith over fear, and I know that when I do my keyword research, a lot of people type in like let's say verses on faith over fear how to what verses you know would help you when you to have faith over fear and i curate a blog dealing with faith over fear bible verses and that is going to bring a lot more people to my site because that is a topic that many people are looking for and if they read that topic they may also become buyers in the future. They may become subscribers and all those types of things because I'm giving content that is actually valuable to them. Okay. Third on the list, adding visuals. Yes. And just like I was saying with that one blog about faith over fear, you don't want to put a blog out there that doesn't have any visuals. It doesn't have any pictures. You want to really engage your target customer, target client with some type of pictures that is going to kind of draw them in. And search engines like Google, they love and value these visuals, especially when you use certain keywords with them. And video is also something that you can uh, use as well. You just want to make sure that it's not too... Uh, not too big so that it'll mess up your your load time, which we talked about in part one. But if you design these creative graphics, it's really going to spark interest with your audience. 
The other thing that you're going to have to remember, and I know you guys all remember because this was, I believe, in episode four, we talked about alt text. Yes. Whenever you have pictures, even in your blogs, especially in your blogs, you also want to make sure that you add the alt text so that when people are looking for these specific things, well, Google will actually crawl those pictures and help those things to actually show up. And it's especially important as uh, screen readers so that visually impaired individuals have a positive experience consuming the content on your blog site. So that alt text is really, really important. So don't forget it. I know it takes time, especially to make sure that all your pictures that you use um, have alt text, but it will be worth your while in the long run. Yeah, so if you want your blog to show up on the search engine results page, put those alt tags in. That's right. Put it in. Put it in. So the next one, people are not going to read your blog unless you have a catchy title. Catchy title. My favorite. Yes, that catchy title if that is the first element that people are going to see. And if it's not something that's going to really draw them in, then what's going to happen is even if your blog did come up in the search engine, they're not going to read it because the title doesn't really speak to them and it doesn't make them curious to find out what it is you have to say. Now, there are some tools out there to help you with your headline or your subject line. Uh, Do you have a couple you want to share? Actually, I do. Should I give them those secrets though? See, and that's the thing that I was thinking about because we use a lot of these and that's what makes Haywood Digital Marketing so special. We know all the tools. So are we really giving away these golden nuggets for free? Yes, because that's what we do. Yeah, yeah, we might (laughs) as well. We might as well. (laughs) So one is called Co-Schedulers Headline Analyzer. Which is one of my favorites, actually. And Al, what makes this your favorite? Well, when I usually put in a title or subject line for a blog, this software tells me what words in that subject line is the power words, the emotional words. Um, you know, it, it just, it really tells you, you know, how to uh, capture your audience with just the type of words you use. And it pops out a score of like zero to a hundred. So if you know you're in like the eighties, nineties or whatever, you're like on the right track. That's right. And actually it'll give you a headline score and it'll also give you an SEO score as well to be able to give you to say if you're on the right track with your SEO and then you can change it up as you need to. It's a lot of a lot of good information on this particular with this particular tool and they give you a lot for free. Mm -hmm. I'm assuming that a lot more would be opened up if you decided to pay for it. But it's a really good start to put in your um, titles to make sure they're not only SEO friendly, but make sure they're good headlines that will get the attention of your target audience. So I'm glad we were able to give that nugget today. But the last thing, not the last thing, 
Next Almost. to last. Next to last. Next to last thing is making sure that you include an enticing CTA. And a CTA is a call to action. It is after someone reads your blog, what do you want them to do? Do you want them to read another blog? Do you want them to purchase something? Do you want them to get this free download? What do you specifically want them to do? Sometimes we leave our blogs with whatever the end of that sentence is, but we don't tell our audience what we want them to do next. Or is it basically just a comment? Is it to reply? Is it what it specifically or go like my Facebook page or my Instagram page, whatever it is, those are really specific things that you need to make sure that you have in each one of your blogs. So after you're done reading, try to look at it and say, hey, at the end of this blog, where do I want my audience, the person that's reading this to go? What action do I want them to perform? Right. And remember, uh, call to actions can be buttons, hyperlink, hyperlinks, widgets, and they have to be bold and visible so that you want your customer or client to click on it to, you know, do whatever you want them to do. Yes. Customers, clients, whoever is whoever is your audience, you want to make sure that they can see the call to action because if they can't see it, then they won't perform it and Mm. that won't help you. What's the last one? Oh, the last one is focus on the reader's experience. You know, I know you have to keep in, you know, keep in the back of your mind the SEO portion, but you also want to make sure that it's simple and concise that your readers can actually understand that what you're trying to say, that the formatting is nice and neat. You don't have words going all off the page. It's not too it's not too big. The words aren't too small. The pictures are off where it, the sizing is too large. You want to make sure everything is formatted correctly so that when someone comes to actually read it, they will have a great reading experience. And do you know the reason why all of this is important? Why is that? The reason why all of this is important is because when the reader has a good experience, they will tend to stay on the site. Uh oh, I know what that is. I know what that is. That's that dwell time you talked about in the first part. Oh, see, you okay. were listening. You Man, were I'm listening, listening hard. <laughs> okay, okay. Yes. So that means they will stay on your site a little bit longer, which means that is going to affect you because now you don't have individuals who are bouncing off your site. They're staying a little bit longer. And that is going to also help to increase your ranking and make you show up more often for that particular article that you have written. And, a, and at the end, achieve your goals of your blog. Exactly. So that's why you want to make sure you think about things like page speed. You want to make sure you don't have pictures that are too um, too large on there, too many videos. Mm. All of those things can make the reader's experience not as good. So you want to always be thinking about that. And maybe just even before publishing, you can have somebody else read it for you. Just have them read it and give you their feedback on how they felt like that article 
was written, formatted, and how it flowed. That's a good idea. Yeah, definitely having someone to have in your back pocket that you can call up or email and say, hey, man, I got another blog out. Can you just check it out for me? Not necessarily proofread it, but just read it and tell me how it makes you feel. Exactly. And usually that will probably put you in the right direction. I know we're busy. We're busy entrepreneurs out here and business owners. And a lot of times we don't have time for all of those things. But when you make the time now, this is going to help you in the future, because then that means later down the line, your blogs are going to consistently show up when people are searching for that particular thing. And that's something everybody that everyone wants. Well said, Tona. Well said. Thank you. Well, we are at the end of part two um, of the art of blogging. Uh, this pretty much um, this is pretty good. Pretty good uh, podcast episode. What you think? You know, I think so, too. But I really want to know more about which one of these things that people really resonated with people or they want to really start doing more of. Mm -hmm. And the only place they can do that is in the after party in our Facebook group. That's right. The after party Facebook group where you can ask questions, answer questions. You can do whatever you want up in there. As long as it's digital marketing. As long as it's digital marketing and that Facebook group, where can it be found? Well, you can go to www.haywooddigitalmarketing.com, click on the Facebook group link, and it will redirect you to our Facebook page. Now, That's I would have right. given I would have given the uh, Facebook page, but I think our Facebook page is facebook.com slash a bunch of numbers. We probably One, need to two, change that. Eight, nine, nine, seventeen, six, eight, two, right, four, five. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So go to our website and you'll be able to access our group through there and um, ask to be a part of it. And nine times out of 10, we're going to let you on in. We will let you in and just look for the purple after. What is it called? After party? Yeah, I think it is called that. I think it's a strobe light, something like that. Yeah, it's a strobe light. It's purple after party digital marketing group and answer answer a question let's get talking yeah we love questions you already know we love giving away golden nuggets you know for free of charge so ask away ask away (laughs) and tell us which one of these that you're going to start implementing right away all righty then so we're out of here uh we'll see you next time thank you We're so excited that you tuned in to the latest episode of the We Pivot Podcast. Thank you for joining us. Now, whether this is your first time or not, please make sure to subscribe and share with a friend who can also use some digital marketing guidance as well. Until next time.